You know, they say there's someone for everyone, but the older I get, the harder it seems to find the perfect match. I've tried dating websites, line dates, speed dating, hell, I even tried dating my dentist. Seems like every time things are going well, they fall apart when I ask that million dollar question. How do you feel about pooping on other people? I once dated a guy for six months, and I thought, this is it. We even talked about marriage. I thought the time was finally right to push out my little secret. So I plopped us down and said, can I lay under the coffee table while you make poopies on it? I never saw him again. Sounds like you need some love advice. Try Scatman Carruthers, We're Going to Scatman Do, Guide to Dating People Who Like to Poo on Each Other. It's the latest in our never-ending flood of dating books. Inside, you'll find all sorts of great advice on how to make a new shark, I mean start, in dating. Soon you'll be so filled with love, it'll be messing up your underwear. My life used to be really in the toilet. But after reading Scatman Carruthers, we're going to Scatmondo Guide to Dating People Who Like to Poo on Each Other. I was able to meet the man of my dreams in just a couple of hours. Now we do everything together, and I mean everything. Sometimes we do things like play categories, and she'll say, Is the answer poop? No, but I like where this is going. Find your one true love with Scatman Carruthers. We're going to Scatman Do, guide to dating people who like to poo on each other. Because sometimes it takes two to make number two. Try other great dating guides like Caked Up, the guide to dating for people who like to sit and cake because chocolate in your poo tang is good. We spent all day making this cake. And then we sat in it. Together. Together. And bikinis and banana hammocks filled with baked beans. The dating guide for people who love to stuff beans in their britches. So remember, if you're still single, you're, you're just, just not doing, doing it right. From Stinker Industries. Welcome to Stinker Madness. This is the podcast about bad movies by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me, I've got Jackalope Jackie. Hello. How are you, Jackalope? I'm Jackin. Jackin. Jackin it. I mean, a what? Uh, and to my right, I've got Sando Sam the Sandwich Man. How's it going, Sando? Good. 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 Everything going good with you guys? Great. Uh, so, a couple of little items. Uh, some fun stuff here. In two weeks, we've got two more movies. Just two more. Until the 15 days of bad Christmas movies. Jingle bells, motherfucker. Um, yeah. So, we got that coming up. You, I think, have the first Christmas pick. Yeah. Which is going to be, what, Halloween? Home Alone, Home Alone 3. 3. Home Alone 3, nice. Under dispute, because I really want to do Home Alone 1, but everybody's giving me the business. I think so you should I, just watch that So I yourself. totally wussed out. I probably will, and I'll be like, this would have been perfect! <laughs> no! <laughs> get, get a bathrobe and a nice glass of cognac and watch Home Alone by yourself. <laughs> probably be watching it, and somebody would come to my house and be like, what are you doing? 
I'm watching Home Alone, and they'd never talk to me again. Just <laughs> <laughs> sitting in your house by yourself watching Home Alone on November 23rd or something like that. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash tinkermadness, and check out our new website design. Just released today. Actually, this will be a week ago today when this gets on the air, but whatever. It's nice, it's shiny, it looks good, you should be able to like it. And uh, don't be afraid to leave us comments on uh, on the the messages or the uh, the actual episodes. Listen to the episode and then leave us a message and say what your thoughts were of it. Or either Twitter or us, either way. Uh, so the fun thing. Jackie. <laughs> the fun thing? There's only one fun thing? No, there is a, uh, there's a very fun thing. This is a fun show, Sam. J- Jackie has made a bet. <laughs> okay. The bet is that with her new treadmill that she just got... She has to use it 30 minutes every day between the day she got it and the day after Thanksgiving for 30 minutes every day. And if she loses, she doesn't do it. I get to choose every single movie she watches. She no longer gets to choose any movies until June. And then even if I choose a crappy movie, she still has to look me in the eye and say, that was a good pick. <laughs> so what you're you're warning people is that there will be no more awesomeness like the Beastmaster or Flash Gordon for you to enjoy on this show. No, because we already did those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, we'll keep you more posted than on shit Jackie's with Barbara Streisand yeah. and Splash. Yeah, exactly. Hey, those two <clears throat> movies. What did I even remember? <laughs> what is those were good picks? What Jackie. was it called? <laughs> What? The one with Barbara Streisand? Like a Star, Star is Born. born. Oh, okay, now I remember. It's an awesome sh- that uh, was why awesome did pick. I ask? <laughs> so, uh, it, and if she wins, then she gets to keep her back stretcher. So it seems like I've got the better end of the deal. So, root, from, root for Jackie to fail. Yay, fail. Failure is awesome and fun and good for you. You should fail. It's all right to do every now and then. Nothing wrong with losing your bet. Me? Giving me the power? Yeah, it's not going to happen, dude. But I can see the hopefulness in your eyes. Mm, Well, on that note, let's move on to streaming do's and don'ts. We had a very busy week last week with the movies. Uh, Lots of... uh, This is essentially our follow-up, our Halloween follow-up, because we for spooky Halloween Friday, us old farts didn't do anything, like go to a party or anything. We just gave trick-or-treat candy to trick-or-treaters and... uh, Watch some bad horror movies. We had, we went to a party the weekend before. Yeah. yeah. Because we're all about driving drunk, and we don't want to get pulled over by the police. Fuck that. No, no I'm just kidding. We had a DD. I'm only interested in crashing drunk. That's all I care about. Or jumping over stuff. Jumping over stuff and crashing. <clears throat> the driving part's pretty tedious, let's be honest. The one-eye thing, kind of scrunching up your face. Yeah, and stoplights are a pain in the ass. We You need ramps and stuff to jump over. That's the only good time. So, starting out, we did uh, VHS 2. I'm going to say exactly what I said about the first one. Don't. <laughs> well, that's, that's riveting. <laughs> it was shit. It I was hated shit. it. It was absolute shit. Even Jesse, or Jason Eisner's segment was... It was better... But at the same time, you were so... Disappointed. You were disappointed by Jason Eisner's. It was better, but by that point, you were so... I had had it. Yeah. With the POV movie. Yeah. Or not the POV, but the uh, found, fake found Yeah, but footage. a lot of it was POV. <clears throat> yeah, oh, some of it was just POV, like... 
<coughs> excuse me, there was cameras in people's brains. Like, mm-hmm. the rules, whatever rules they set out to when they make this, they sort of broke them. And it's like somebody got a brand new uh, Go camera. There was a whole GoPro segment. Yeah, and they just strapped it on their head and ran around. And it was like, oh my god, I could make this movie. Yeah, no, you really could. You really could. I mean, like, the, the zombie with the GoPro idea was interesting to me for, from a zombie perspective. Because, let's face it, a lot of the zombie movies are just canned where there's, oh, they're coming at you. Or it's wacky zombies or slow or rat fast zombies, but that was at least... I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, zombie wearing a camera. I, I thought that was at least creative for that particular idea, but the execution was absolute shit. Well, I think the main problem with it was that they were all two-minute ideas that were 20-minute long videos. Yes. That's... It wasn't... There was plenty that. of good ideas there, but they were all two-minute ideas. Yeah. Or at the very, you know, on the, the stretch it out, five minutes maybe, but not 20 for each one of them. I, I think that's nailing it on the head. I think somebody bought a GoPro without asking their spouse, and then it was like, oh, we have to, you have to use that every day for five, 30 minutes a day for five days a week, or you don't get any bad movie picks. And so he had to make this stupid ass movie with a GoPro. That's probably exactly how it went down. I'm sure that was it. Uh, shivers. Sam did this by himself. I was like, I don't remember. Cronenberg's first Cronenberg's, movie. It's not his first, it's his third, but it's his first longer than 70 minutes. So I think that for a long time, I think it had to be 72 minutes to consider it a feature. Now I guess 60 is good enough, but um, Stereo and there's another one before. But yeah, it wasn't very good. It's If you're a diehard Cronenberg fan, I'd give it a shot, but don't expect much. It was an interesting idea in that there was like, they were sex, not like a Parasite, it was a body horror, and it, that was, it would spread by sexual contact, so everybody got super horny, so they were like, boner zombies. <laughs> which, which, when I'm saying this, you're like, what are you talking about? This shit sounds awesome, and there was plenty of 70s boobs. It was just kind of slow, and it didn't have any of that sort of trademark Cronenberg. He tried with the sound a little bit, but it never really got going, I don't think, for him until The Brood. Mm-mm. The Brood, I would highly recommend. It's it sounds very favorites. similar to uh, Species. This this Shivers movie. Not Species. Um, what is the one? Slither? Slither. The comedy horror. That oh, with the slugs that, that crawl was, up your vagina or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they did. They got into your stomach through orifices and then made you super horny. So, it's ba- so basically Slither is based off a of Shiver. Like, yeah, I think Slither's is based off a lot of things. Yeah, but yeah this is this is one similar, of them. very similar title. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, horror show with Lance Hendrickson, the horror show, or House Three. It was called Every Place Other Than the United States. Yes. Goddamn I, terrible. It was. <laughs> it was bad. Atrocious, and I loved every second. I of it. loved it. It was great fun. Good times had by all. So dumb, and it's janky. <laughs> Yeah, Harry Manfredini shows up with some goofy <laughs> laughing. And, uh, I hated it. Don't do it. You didn't oh, like the show. It. Oh my god, it really? was so ridiculous. It was awesome. It was over the top. It was annoying. Just because he makes the <laughs> the weasel laugh every now and then? No, but it was just like, I don't know, I just couldn't get into it. It was bullshit the movie. It was bullshit the movie. And it's a, you know, that would be a, just a great double feature with Shocker. I don't know which one you'd watch first because they're yeah. basically the same movie. And Which I didn't like Shocker either. Yeah, but you were laughing and having a good time throughout the whole 
things. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I think you... You I, fell asleep. Why the hell would you know? I've made it about three quarters of the way through it. Did you okay. get up and watch the rest of it? I watched the rest of it, and then yeah. I say, hell yeah, dude. The ending was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, the ending was the best part. I thought it was great. Highly recommend as a good stinker. It's a bad, bad movie, but it is a good stinker review. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, not horror. This was the next day. In honor of our forthcoming, actually, we already released it, but the, at this point, future Left Behind episode, Left Behind 3 World at War. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm In just the gonna... context of Left Behinds. In the wall. I, uh... they, I think everybody knows we're going to say don't. Well, <laughs> but... yeah. Just stay away from all of it, but just as a spoiler alert, nothing happens. Yeah, this one is, is a lot like the first one. Not a lot of action. <laughs> They, uh, it seems with the first three films, they were able to set up the beginning of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so after watching a trilogy of movies, you have a very good starting point for a story to begin. That doesn't ever. That doesn't ever, because they just quit making them. They just them. quit making them. <laughs> Lewis Gossett Jr., though. Oh, boy. Yeah, he was He something. worked hard. <laughs> the whole scene, the, the climax, that was freaking ridiculous, where he takes on... Carpathian. Nikolai Carpathian. <laughs> Nikolai. Jeez. Oh, God, those movies are terrible. Well, the part but at least we're done. They we're, drink. We've the, seen every single one of them. The, taking the sacrament is the cure to the disease. The Bible disease. Is it? Yeah. Was it sacrament or was it just wine? Just wine. One or it the was other? It sacrament. It was sacrament wine, but they had later they're like, you got to drink the wine. Not necessarily sacrament wine. It, it was just wine. Doesn't matter because it cured everybody except for the one, the reverend, who was no longer who blessed the wine. The sidekick to uh, Matlock and Walker, Texas Ranger. He retired, so they had to replace him with a different guy. <laughs> who was like, "Who's this guy?" Halfway through the movie, I kept going, "Who is this guy?" Oh it's yeah, reverend. It's the he, reverend, and he he's immune to the cure. So he dies for no fucking reason. Well, he, he blessed the wine and then didn't drink the wine. I thought and then he died. It. Then she, Chloe oh. drinks the wine and she's like, I'm better. Yeah, she just gets up and starts heel clicking. Like, like the guy died two seconds before they found the cure, which was the wine that he blessed himself. And Rayford Steele marries some lady that you've never seen before <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Like, that's the, the biggest point of comedy in this is like, and it's not even really laugh out hard. It's just, who, Who the is fuck that? Is she and why is he getting married to her? The tag team wedding was pretty stupid. And if he knows that his wife is waiting for him in heaven, like this is just kosher. Does he get two wives in heaven? Well, how's this going to work mm-hmm. out? Does she have a husband? Is this going to be a big like happy tra- family trade off hey, Thursdays? Who's to say that Rayford Steele even gets a chance at the second redemption? We don't know because well, the movie's not or the story's not he's, finished. Uh, he's got he's got a good shot because he got superpowers from God or some lady in a white robe that sings shit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, don't. Don't do World don't of do War. Don't do any of them. Yeah. Just stay, stay away, away from all of them. Even the Nick Cage one. Oh, boy. Do not. Uh, so, that is uh, Streaming Do's and Don'ts. So, all of those movies are currently on Netflix. Just so you know, we've had a really hard time getting into the Amazon Prime movies. I am going to watch those uh, Planet of the Apes movies here any, any day any now. Any day now. Any day I can get off that goddamn TNG. You can wait on. I haven't seen the fifth one. So when you get to that, wait for me. All right. Well, Jackie has got a new segment. We are no longer going to be doing uh, Sinker Thinkers. We have moved on to something I have no idea what she's doing. However, she's drawing. She has drawn a butt with a giant fart coming out of it onto her notes. So I'm I'm anxious to see what she got. Go ahead, Jackie. 
Okay, so our new segment is going to be called The Rant. And it's mostly just things I hate about movies. <laughs> and I've, I've got some statistics here, boys. You guys can feel free to talk about this stuff. But everybody knows that I just fucking hate. I hate 3D movies. I can't see them. So I don't like 3D movies. But i got some statistics here for you. Uh, the available cinema screens, right... In your neck of the woods, whether you're listening in the U.S. and Canada, 30% of your movie screens are built for 3D. Right? In the U.S. and Canada. In the U.S. and Canada. 33%. In Europe, you're suffering even more because you're at 40%. Mm-hmm. In Asia, you're at 43%. And the Latin Americans, they're at 35%. Okay. All right. But in Latin America's defense, they were about even across the board. I just, they just don't have a lot of theaters. Even across the board for what? Uh, for digital and analog as well. So regular movies that you would view flat, you know, 2D, two-dimensional movies. Oh, so they had actual film projectors on a lot of their stuff still? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's my point. Mm. Who the hell decided that 3D was like this fucking awesome idea? Well, I will give you this. It started in 2005. <laughs> Actually, it was way before that, but go ahead. Shut <laughs> up, dick. 2005. There are 0% of 3D movies being made. Mm -hmm. In 2006 and 2007, 1%. And then we just slowly creep up to the height of it all in 2010 when there's 21% of movies are being made in 3D. Wow. And I'm like... That's one in five. That's more more than one in five. Yeah, you guys are dicks. And then we see a nice even taper up until 2013. So we go... We're down to 16% now of our movies. Well, we don't know about 2014. Which um, is less than that. And and this is maybe why I don't like them. Is because the- most 3D moviegoers are between the ages of 12 and 18. Aha! Uh-huh. And then it like and then it showed this graph. So, like, the older you get, the more you just... You, you don't even go to those movies. You can't see shit anyways. Like, yeah. not even, like, 3D life. You can't see your car keys or the words in your book or... What your wife looks like anymore. You Thank just God. get old and <laughs> your eyes get all shitty, so. But that's what I'm saying. Why do you continue to make 3D movies when it's only for a target audience? Those people don't even have any fucking money. 12 and 18 year olds? Oh yeah, they do. They don't have any money. Oh yeah, they do. You know who's, who's giving them their money to go to the theater? The 35 year old parents yeah, that parents. are like, get the fuck out of exactly. here. Exactly. I'm a... not going to that 3D movie because I can't see it. That's why I'm, my problem with all these goddamn horror movies that suck is the teenagers go, just go to the theater to make out because they can. Mom, we're going to go see a movie. Well, you're probably not going to make out in the theater. Uh, yeah, we are. But no, we're going to tell you that we're going to go see a horror movie. It's going to be scary. And then you're going to end up with your son who's got hand herpes because he's been digging in the popcorn for some badge the whole time. That's my rant. Don't let teenagers dictate what we see. You should let old guys like me do it. <laughs> yeah. Could be watching. And really, 3D? If you're not going to shoot it in 3D... <laughs> then sort the movie again. <laughs> yeah, or just like if you were a little bit older, it would, instead of James Bond... You'd have a Matlock movie franchise. Like, oh, did you hear they got the uh, Ben Affleck to play Matlock? Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> I'm sure they will at some point. <laughs> and it'd be shot in 2D because nobody no, old absolutely is going to go see actually, 3D Matlock because they're actually, like... It would be projected on a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rant. I don't like 3D movies. 
Quit fucking making them. Just go well, it back. it sounds like we're headed that way. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah, just, just continue to taper down. Because you know what? It's just really fucking insulting as a moviegoer when you advertise something as 3D and you've got three minutes of 3D in the entire movie and it's all in the beginning credits and then fuck that noise. Like, I just paid extra money to go to see a 3D movie that had three minutes of 3D uh, two hours of film. Well, you know who's doing that. It's not, it's not the directors or the movie makers at all. It's just purely... The studio is going to write it out. I'm. I think that we're we can make an extra five million dollars off of this movie by also releasing it in 3D. So they hire a group of of graphics artists to go and redo the film footage in these little segments where it looks like there might be something happening in 3D. They just go in and sprinkle bullshit here and there that's in 3D. I know, and, and it for is for the teenagers. So they're is. still making money off of it. That's the problem. And they'll quit when they quit. Man, it happens. It's a cycle because it happened with. Uh, I think the one that really burst the 3D bubble in the 80s was Jaws 3D mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Dennis Quaid. That thing did. Horrible. There was also a whole a true a slew of crappy monster movies right before that. And that was the prestigious one. That was the one that busted the door down. But there was like some of the the not not Corman movies, but those sea monster movies mm-hmm. that were really really piss poor. Uh uh, they put 3D in those, and that's when the, uh, uh, Paramount got the holder on on the idea for Jaws 3D to do it. Right, but that's my riff. Don't make 3D movies. Don't go in afterwards and sprinkle bullshit into them. It's insulting. I hate it. And it doesn't make the movie-going experience fun for me. Because I can't fucking see it anyway. I, I, like give it, I give it five years, and we're going to be on a 15-year 3D hiatus. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, and then somebody so like James Cameron will make a yeah. good 3D movie. Yeah. And it'll be mind-blowing. And everybody else will have to make a 3D 3D. movie. And you get Jared the Destruct... What was it? Metal Storm, the Destruction of Jared Sin? Yeah. That was a 3D movie. Yeah, it was. Boy. You know, if I could find a 3D movie that I actually enjoyed watching... Tron. probably... Tron. I I watched Tron in 3D. I went to the theater and watched Tron in 3D. I really like Tron. I really like Tron in 3D. It's neat. It was... I... It was like going to a freaking rock concert that had a plot. Yeah. It was just cool. I wasn't impressed enough to be like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board no, for the 3D. No, no, obviously not. Not make every movie in 3D, but at least Spider-Man, that Spider-Man, Godzilla. Yeah, don't... I, Tron should have been in 3D. Yeah. It was in 3D. It looked great in 3D. Kill it right there. You're not going to make something awesome long-term by adding some 3D into it. Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's Jackie's new segment. Um, Sam, why don't you tell us about the forthcoming movie called The Love Guru? Bullshit. Well, The Love Guru is directed by Marco Schnabel. And is a Jackie Peck. Marco Schnabel? Marco Schnabel. That's a name? Yes. Whoa. You will remember him as the director of this film. Uh-huh. He With a name like that. also was the writer of the librarian duology that was, like, made for... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the TNT Noah Wiley. series. Yeah. TNT. Yeah. I really like those no, movies. Those were kicking the pants. Yeah, those are fun. Do you uh, think that... Marco Schneispel ever. <laughs> Schneispel. Schneispel. Might as well be. Schnabel. <laughs> Schnabel was ever like, Marco Schnabel. I bet that was his, his entire, like, that was his life from kindergarten until, like, seventh grade. <laughs> I'm sure you were the very first person that's ever thought of Yeah, and then ever. there was one guy <laughs> that, like, up until his freshman year kept doing it. And then he's like, why do you got to do that? And the guy was like, because nobody likes me. <laughs> <laughs> And they became best friends, and that guy was the first Mike the star. No, they're in not his really, first movie, they're, I, they don't seem to go back very far. He, uh, Mark Schnabel had been 
a uh, auxiliary producer on the last, uh, or an associate producer on the last, uh, the Gold uh, Austin Powers series, and was a crew member on some other movies. But I just went through his his uh, large highlights. This was also, besides being produced by Mike Myers, it was produced by Gary Barber, who is the chair and CEO. Barber chair. <laughs> Just saying, that was funny. Yeah, I guess. This episode brought to you by 44 North, Idaho's finest vodka. Well, he's the chairman and CEO of MGM <laughs> and the founder of Spyglass Entertainment, so this was not one of his finer moments. Isn't Spyglass a stinker studio, though? Spyglass is a stinker studio. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> the Lionsgate uh, and the uh, Miramax. Now, this was produced, written, and starring Mike Myers, and he won a Razzie for all three. Yes. Gosh. You got the trifecta. Is this our first Razzie winner? I don't know. Maybe. Because this is the only, this is the most decorated Razzie film that we've done, because he won Worst Picture, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Actor. Yeah, I don't know. I think this might be our first Razzie. First Worst Picture? Mm Mm-hmm. So what is the real trifecta? Is it like Tony, Oscar... No, that's egotting. 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 Okay, never mind. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I, I was thinking like, oh Trey my god. So so he'll be at a dinner party. Mike Myers will be at a dinner party and be like, yeah, I trifected, and then everybody be like, really? And like, yeah, for Love Guru. I don't think anybody says that except for <laughs> Halle Berry. She owned up to her uh, her uh, uh, Razzie pretty hardcore. Yeah, she showed up to his house yeah. and took, it. and then Bill Cosby had him bring it to him on Letterman. Yeah, for Leonard Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, George Clinton does the music. That's the other crew. Like, that's maybe the highlight of this. We don't know, because I've never seen it. And Parliament? Yeah. Funkadelic. Hmm. So, The Spy Who Shagged Me originally was supposed to have four characters played by Mike Myers. The fourth being Austin Powers' Love Guru. Ooh. Instead, it gets written out of the film so that it can get its own goddamn movie. Jesus. Ooh. So then this is that movie. Uh, he has a greeting in the film. His Hindu greeting is Mariska Hardigay, who is, of course, the lady in uh, Law & Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> <laughs> so Hinduism gets raped. Like, there's not... The the uh, Hindu American Foundation came after these guys pretty hard, but then saw it and was like, "Oh, what a piece of crap! I'm yeah, not even going to bother yeah, with this." It was a waste of time. They're like, yeah. "Pass." This is not going to influence anybody on our religion. Uh, it has a 14 percent on Rotten Tomatoes Ugh. and a 24 per, 24 on Metacritic. Getting pretty low there. And uh, this is all I have left to say about it. Keep an eye out for Oprah, Deepak Chopra, Val Kilmer, Kanye West. Jessica Simpson, Mariska Hardake, <laughs> who does a cameo for her part in the non-comedy of this film, Daniel Daniel Tosh, Jim Gaffigan, and Stephen Colbert. Wow, and There's Justin a, Timberlake, among is others. In this movie. I didn't know that huh. he is. Justin Timberlake is. Have in this you movie. seen this? No, oh. but I know that he's in it because huh. okay. he's on the cover. There's others as well. Oh. There's Morgan Freeman does a voice, but that was the one thing I decided <laughs> to put in here. He so how did this plot. flop so terribly bad? It's, because it's terribly all bad. bad. Yeah, all I read about it is that it's the least funny movie ever. And it's got a lot of really famous people in it, so that's why yeah. I kind of chose it. I haven't, I haven't seen this. Now, nobody has seen this. So I'm like, oh, but it's got like some really funny people in it. So, And I think Justin Timberlake is kind of funny. You know, I thought that this was the first comedy we've ever done. That is not true. We did Spice World. Yeah. 
Oh, was that a comedy? I, I thought that was a I biography. Would, Splash is a comedy as well. Yeah, it's true. No, this Splash is, is just a comedy. great movie. Splash is a uh, great movie. Oh, uh, such an a hole. This is my redeeming movie. Throwing us right into the toilet. I don't know. So, I think you're still riding that Beastmaster wave. <laughs> this thing made $32 million domestically and $40 million worldwide against a $62 million budget. Oh, oh, my God. In 2008, this cost $62 million, which is kind of a lot for a comedy yeah. movie. Right in the bunghole. That's awful. That's so is it? that what you got? That's what I got. There were no All painted right. tigers or anything in this one? <laughs> I was really hoping for some animal hijinks. There's well, there is Mike Mariska Hardicke. That's true. Dude, she's a wild I'm cow. Gonna, I'm not even going to get in Mike Myers. She's a tough cop lady. Yeah. So, uh, for improv, this is what we're doing. We are uh, taking a version of the dating game, basically. And uh, do we even set up the theme? Or do we just do it and people Let's just can do figure it, it out? Okay. Well, I'm going to do it. You're, Sam's, Sam's going to be the host. Do you want to take lead on this? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. And here's your host, that guy. <laughs> hey, that's actually my name. That is my first name, and guy is my second or last name. <laughs> this week on Celebrity Dating Game, we have really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel, and the only celebrities we have left are those who have made the cover of Weekly World News. Our bachelorette, Nancy, <laughs> she's a stenographer. She says she likes long walks, on the, long walks on the beach and wearing very short shorts. Nancy, we've got three bachelors for you. I'm so excited to be here, that guy. The first is a uh, man who used to run a country, started a world war, and ended up in Brazil where he realized he was gay. First, gay Hitler. Then we have Undead Elvis or Fountain of Youth Elvis. We're not really sure why Elvis is still alive. And lastly, we have a boy who was raised in a cave and is half bat. So, Nancy, go ahead and ask your first question to your first bachelor. Okay. So... My premium date would be like, okay, so you know how they have gold cards and silver cards, but uh, if we were going to go on a platinum date, where would you take me and how would you pay? Uh, Nancy, I believe you have to address one of the bachelors. Oh, um, gay Hitler. <laughs> well, first... <laughs> I would pay in stolen Jew gold because I've got a shitload of it. <laughs> and it's awesome. And uh, then I would take you uh, to an art show and I would burn all of the art because art is bad unless it's men with their shirts off. That sounds really nice. Thanks. <laughs> Do you want to ask the same question any other bachelors or a new question? Oh, no, a new bachelor? question. New All question. right, what's your second question? If you were smoking cigarettes and Paris Hilton walked by, what would you do, Bat Boy? <laughs> That's exactly what I would do, too. I'd totally burn her in the face. <gasps> <laughs> well, that is uh, quite a repertoire they're establishing here. Uh, for your third question. If you could be any flavor of ice cream cone, but not the ice cream, just the cone. I want to make sure there's a difference here, that guy. Uh, what do you, what kind of cone would you be, uh, Elvis? 
Well, uh, I don't know about the cone, baby, but I hope the ice cream was made of brains. And I'd just like to say I really wish my pecker would keep falling off. Or quit falling off. Goddamn taping the thing on every other day. Is it pretty erect, though? No, it's just held on by duct tape. Oh, I do have a forty-five in my pocket. <laughs> Keeps going off. I got so many holes in my leg, it looks like Swiss cheese. Oh, I can't eat a sandwich either. Banana sandwich, bananas and peanut butter. <laughs> that sounds, um... All right, uh, Nancy, do you have any other questions? Um, okay, I just have one more for Gay Elvis. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Gay Elvis is actually here. We've got Gay Hitler, Undead Elvis, oh. and Bat Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, Undead Elvis. If you could be any kind of cereal, what kind of cereal would you be? Again, uh... Actually, I want to ask all of the bachelors that. Is that okay, that guy? Oh, uh, that'll be fine. Uh, go ahead, Undead Elvis. Well, again, uh, I just like the brains, so I'd, I'd probably be made of brains. Or I'd want you to be made of brains, and then I'd, I'd eat you and your brains over cereal. I wouldn't even put milk on it. I'd just eat them dry like kicks, kind of like popcorn, only cold and out of a box. I like a man who can economize. All right, go ahead, uh, Gay Elvis, or Gay Hitler. Well, first, first thing is we have to kill everybody that's black, Jewish, or not Christian, or, uh, uh, bad in general for the superior race. But secondly, Frankenberry. I really, okay. All right, bad boy. Ah! Oh my god, he likes Count Chocula too. That's my favorite cereal. Okay. Oh, that guy, I am totally going with Bat Boy. Ah! Well, we're sending you on a comfortable weekend. And honestly, I did not expect a bad boy to win, but to a cave with a couple of lawn chairs in it. Until next week. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper.